हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट ट्वेंटी वन कैपेसिटी बिल्डिंग ऑफ ग्रास रूट्स फंक्शनरीज एंड आवर टॉपिक इज कम्युनिटी एम्पावरमेंट सिविल सोसाइटी इज द होप ऑफ द न्यू वर्ल्ड ऑर्डर स्पेशली एज इट ऑपरेट्स इन द पोलिटिकल स्पेस लेफ्ट वेकेंट बाय द स्टेट एंड द मार्केट फॉर डिफरेंट रीजन्स the market for reasons of profitability since certain sectors especially in rural development are not viable from the profitability angle the state for constraints financial and marginal there have been reported states and market failure in service provision in that neither is a perfect instrument for distribution of all kinds of goods public and private while the private sector is efficient with regard to distribution of private goods as beneficiaries can be identified and charged differently for services as per benefits procured benefits from public goods are not easily subtracted in that respect as for example we are benefit from security equally and cannot be charged differently what makes it difficult for the market to provide these services and so while the private sector does not venture into non profitable sectors and the government is constrained by lack of funds staff or managerial capacity desired outcomes in infrastructure and human resource development remains elusive the civil society typified by the non government organizations or voluntary sector steps in in a constructive way in this political space working in tandem with the state and the private corporate sector to make up for deficiencies in this regard as rightly articulated in the 10th plan document decentralization cannot stop at the level of pris and ulps the potential of civil society organizations such as water users associations and health and education committees should be tapped since these could contribute to improve service delivery vastly to that and revitalization of farmer cooperatives and encouragement to the voluntary sector by way of more active and articulate associations with the people on the one hand and state on the other as envisaged in the 10th plan would strengthen civil society in the desired way the food green policy committee which gave the first official assessment of the grow more food campaign 1943 to 1951 emphasized the importance of village panchayats and cooperative societies in securing the desired increase in agricultural productivity significantly this was also the guiding principle of the community development program 
which failed primarily for shortfall in this regard. People's participation could not be evoked in requisite measure. People's participation in administration is equally necessary. However, studies on participation exhibit bias in favor of the privileged sections since they have the means to participate. Time is also a limiting factor since the poor are mostly engaged in livelihood activities and have hardly time to participate. Social subjugation also exhibits effective articulation on their behalf. Participation therefore has to be elicited for which the administration would have to create an enabling environment where the activity creates benefit and sustains interest on the part of the poor by offering tangible benefits in that participation would have to be secured in a way that it generates alternative employment avenues for the people and does not put on them the burden of cost in any form such as transaction cost or transportation cost. Example in this respect is a joint forest management scheme JFM which is fairly successful in this respect. It generates extra income and an alternative employment source for poor farmers when the crops are not good. Through activities such as plantation in forest in return for wages, which makes participation a fruitful exercise both for the cause and the people involved. In JFM, the state and local forest protection committees, FPCs, share rights and responsibilities pertaining to forest use and management. Its stated objectives are empowerment of poor and marginalized forest dependent tribal and other vulnerable and weaker sections of the rural society by providing them opportunities to participate in the decision-making processes of forest use and management and gain benefits from it and regeneration and improvement of vast areas of degraded forest to serve the twin goals of environment protection and better forest produce for the poor. Under the JFM agreements, local users hold important decision-making powers that empower them to formulate and enforce important rules that most suits their interest. There have been little empirical studies, however, regarding the nature of participation, that is, whether skewed toward the rich and powerful and to what extent local communities are actually finding wise. Besides encouraging and eliciting participation is an issue when there is work rich and poor farmers for reasons of their own would not participate. However, the attraction of added benefits such as wages in return for services and the improved 
of farm activities such as animal husbandry due to forest protection better forest produce etc would make people attend meetings complementary community development projects are also taken up such as construction of roads and dams for irrigation provision of drinking water health services and electricity which also provide incentive for participation several other initiatives are also taken to improve the economic conditions of people such as distributing animals sewing machines etc however the world bank in its assessment study pointed out certain lacuna much money was spent without prioritizing community needs lack of congruence between the attitudes of the local forest department bureaucracy and the objectives of community empowerment center to the program have also been brought to light which created implementation hurdles community needs could not be prioritized because of lack of sufficient articulation in this respect on part of the people themselves majority of who remain poor and socially marginalized kumar and kant therefore recommended drastic changes in the organizational setup at the field level in consonance with the objectives of the program to attain desired results there is therefore need for attitudinal change in the bureaucracy in keeping with the changing paradigm of indian administration which is exhibiting a marked shift towards a neoliberal economy from a predominantly state controlled emphasis is on public private partnership in governance and closer association of civil society with administration which demands a change in administrative culture now let us conclude the unit awareness of rights on part of people is crucial to create desired environment of change democracy presently is working under presently among two many constraints besides financial and other organizational constraints lack of understanding among people especially the poor constricts democracy since it makes them vulnerable to demagoguery which distorts public opinion since public policy is essentially a vehicle for public opinion policies get distorted in that real concerns are not put through the rhetoric reason which brings into question the credibility of democracy itself as an institution hence the process of interest articulation particularly information transfer has to be paid attention to to check or revert the current state of deliberate misinformation on the part of the vested interest many in political elite to create conducive environment for public opinion formation besides means information 
lack of information is another problem to be tackled that would call for measures like education with assent on information technology e governance particularly and political space for the civil society to have effective say in governance related matters civil society is crucial to break the monocentric nature of the governance since operations for alternative ways of doing things are not open the private sector and people's cooperatives which need revitalization presently have a vital role to play in rural development in the future the private particularly in the field of marketing and insurance of agricultural produce introduction of new technology is also combined responsibility of the civil society including the private corporate sector since in the coming years the political space for the civil society would widen acquiring global dimensions also in developing countries like india where future for bonding in this regard are already in evidence that would enable people to articulate their interest more efficiently and also find ways of putting them through to the policy makers which in turn would lead to fair policies in that rationality would advance at the cost of rhetoric which is a dire necessity if democracy is to free itself of the scores of misinformation based on the demo gori also as is now an agreed fact good policies do get implemented now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast